Welcome to the Peter J. Thompson podcast. So this is the second episode in an ongoing experiment to test out um, audio recording, podcasting, and see if this is an interesting format for starting to have a bit of a two-way conversation and talk about design thinking, growth hacking, and some of the interesting things that are happening in the world of digital marketing. So one of the things that I've been doing as part of this experiment is just going back and looking at some of the old blog posts that I've made that um, are interesting, maybe looking back over some of those. And so what I'm going to do is uh, read them out and record them, and then maybe we'll have a little bit of a chat about whether or not my thinking's changed. Um, and I'll be kind of uh, reading it for the first time since um, since I wrote it. And um, for the second episode, I've chosen uh, the second blog post that I ever published. So this is from back in January 2009, and it's called The Business Case for Design. This post analyzes the business case for design using the fundamentals of microeconomics and financial accounting. So let's run through how you, as a product development professional, can use the language of economics and finance to articulate the return on investment for design expenditure, in particular in the areas of brand, product, and process. You can look at how to articulate the business-wide impact of incorporating design thinking into your company's vision, culture, and strategy. So we can use a $100,000 US engagement with an external product design and innovation firm as an example. The aim of this project will be to develop a product that anticipates latent needs, delights end users, and delivers an integrated holistic experience. However, before you or your external product designers get to any of that, you'll need to get past your CEO, senior management team, CFO, and their corporate finance team. So we'll address the CEO first. The economic returns from investing in design. The key levers available to your firm's senior management include price, quality, variable costs, and fixed costs of your business. To convince the CEO and senior management team of the benefit of a project, you want to address the real-life impact of the project in each of these areas. So you need to convince them that with the aid of a disciplined approach to new product development and an empathic approach to design, that your project will create a product at the other end that, one, commands a higher price because it's differentiated from your competition, two, sells at a higher quantity because it provides more utility to the customer, three, could be produced at a lower variable cost, or four, is designed to allow for lower fixed costs. So each of these economic levers contributes to the ultimate goal of your CEO, which is usually some variation on creating a sustained and differentiated high margin revenue stream. So you'll need to have a command of the above financial terms and be able to structure your business case for a design investment accordingly. And the attention span of senior management teams is getting shorter every year, and a good summary in terms that they understand is incredibly important. So the internal finance team will have their own requirements for your project, so speaking their language can also help increase your chance of getting a project approved. And that's the end of that blog post. So I guess looking back on it now, what are we, six or seven years later, um, I think it still stands up. I think it's still incredibly important for... Uh, designers and um, product teams to be able to talk uh, with the rest of the business in terms of the financial impact of 
the projects that they're working on. I think this has become relatively common practice by now. So most people can build a business case for a project that they're working on and they can talk in terms of the top line impact on revenue, bottom line impact on costs um, and the difference that it will make to kind of profitability. And I think that's a result of a bit of the movement towards what they call product management. Um, so that's actually thinking of the product almost as a miniature business and a business unit, and uh, taking an interest in the business side as well as just the pure design side of things. So I think that's uh, that's a really good change in the industry and I think that's, um, that's really encouraging. Um, I think on the other hand, uh, we're also seeing more interest from business people, finance, accounting, kind of more traditional uh, business professionals. I think they're more aware of design and design thinking uh, and innovation and new product development than they might have been um, years years ago. Um, I think there's always been an awareness of innovation, but the awareness of actually the role of like design as a skill set and as a mindset and a way of approaching business problems, I think that's increased a huge amount. So um, I'm not sure that uh, you're necessarily going to find as unsympathetic an audience as you would have back in 2009. So um, this is the second episode, um, so love to hear your feedback, so feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Peter J. Thompson, at Peter J. Thompson, or um, if you want to just drop me an email, I'd love to hear any feedback that you've got on um, the podcast. So it's peter at peterjthompson.com. See you next time.